0: So imagine if everything that you had listening to this, everything that you wanted to be doing, have in whatever area of life, imagine if you opened your eyes and you had it all in your hand right now, like you you truly were embodying everything that you wanted to be doing, have, how would that feel? That's a frequency. That's an energy that can be measured. I'll answer for you. It feels absolutely awesome. (laughs) It feels amazing. You know, words that are indescribable, you know, and so if you can connect with that energy and just do your best to live as much of your life from that place, you know, being that, embodying that right now, watch the synchronicities that start showing up in your life. The people, places, circumstances, the ideas that you have are going to be a match to those energies and you're going to be able to create whatever it is that you want.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am here today with another phenomenal guest. I love that word, that word phenomenal actually to me just like lights me up, but I can see it lighting up uh, our guest here today as well because there's something so full and juicy and rich about that word. And I think all of those words could also describe my guest today. Um, My guest that I have on the show today also swirled into my world via, I think, Instagram, which is amazing because the the gram is becoming a way that I can... Uh, attract and also um, find other people who are like-minded, like-hearted, who vibe at a similar frequency as I do, and we're starting to find one another, which is really exciting. I had the pleasure of being on his podcast, which you will definitely want to check out, Enlightened Conversations. Uh, He has a just a bajillion fascinating people on his show, he has helped me to realize that there is no limit to how many people I can invite onto my show. There's no no scarcity, right? So I can keep having these conversations and uh, he was actually one of the gentlemen who I've spoken with lately to inspire me to do more. So thanks to him, you guys might be hearing more from me more often. But enough about me, let's talk about my guest today, Noel Strain. He grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is so near and dear to my heart, as a standout baseball player thinking the pros were in his future. But when an injury in college derailed his career, he was left wondering what he would do with his life. After several years of trying to find his life path, Noel attracted a mentor into his life who introduced him to network marketing and the law of attraction. Ever since, Noel has been passionately evolving and becoming more and more aware of his purpose, and loves spreading the message around the world that we all can be, do, and have anything we desire in our lives. So, Noel, with that, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, and I love how you started it with uh, "phenomenal" as a word. That is something that every guest listening, every single one of us, uh, has. That that is who we really are, and. Uh, it's all about letting it flow out there into the world. So I love that you started with that.
1: Amen. Amen. And that is what you are here to do. You are here to spread that message even further and wider. And what I love about this message is it probably um, that we're going to talk about today, This this, the power that we have within us, this energy to be, do, have whatever we want, Probably a few years ago would have rubbed me the wrong way because for so long in my life I was I was simply trying to be enough don't tell me that I could then be do have whatever because I was limited in this very small space of seeing myself even as Okay. And, and again, that's my story. I'll save that for another time. Um, of course, I do, I have a book about it, people. So call it's called Becoming Enough. But yeah, it's this whole idea of until I could realize my enoughness, there was no way I was going to realize my amazingness or my power. So I'm so excited to have you as a guest today because there's the reason that someone like you has swirled into my life at this point in my journey, because I'm finally ready to hear this message. I'm ready to embrace all of who I am. And I know those listening, You're right there with me. That's why you've tuned in. That's why I have attracted you to this show to begin with. So we are in for a treat today. I know that. And as always, I love to start by reading a quote or a passage from a book that has served as inspiration on my journey. And this book was recommended to me by a very dear friend of mine last year. It's called Becoming Supernatural How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so, if anyone out there, if that book resonates with you, or if that title resonates, I highly recommend go grab a copy because it's probably intended for you to here today. So what I'm going to read is a a couple quotes. I'm blending them together because I want to make a cohesive thought here. And after I'm done reading it, Noel, I'm going to ask you what that quote brings up in you, what it has you think of, what it means to you in this particular moment in time, and we'll go from there. So this is what Joe Dispenza says in Becoming Supernatural. We are confined in our lives only by the limits of our own beliefs. Once you have the thought, if they can do it, so can I, you will naturally believe in yourself more. I always tell people, when you choose to prove to yourself how powerful you really are, you have no idea who you will be helping in the future.
0: Love that so much, so much. This is a great way to start, because it's... Inspiring me to share what I love to share with all of us and that really there's no special breed of human out there that only they have the ability to create that or to, you know, attract the relationship that they want in their life or create the health that they want in their life or create the business that they want. If they can do it, just like the quote just mentioned, of course you can too because the same power lies to and flows to and through them that flows to and through us. It really is who we truly are, that same energy that they use to create whatever that is. You have the same energy flowing to and through you. And in addition, you have something even more special. And that's all of your life experiences that you've had up until today are unique to you. There's no two human beings that have lived the exact same life experience. So that means that all of us are uniquely capable to create anything that we're excited to create. And it will be, you know, you might be wanting to write a book about the same topic as a book that may already exist. But that book's going to be so unique to you because only you have those life experiences to flow into that. And then when you connect with the energy of love, passion, joy, whatever you want to call it, and you flow that into those pages, if you're using a book as an example, then it's going to be a unique creation to you. So you definitely can be, do, and have anything out there uh, listening. So love that you started there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's no doubt in my mind why this is your message. I mean, this is watching you. And for those listening, uh, I'm getting the pleasure of also seeing Noel during this conversation. I know you can still feel his energy. um, And I'm witnessing it, that this lights you up and that you are so passionate about it. And that begs my question, which is, Why is this your message? Why are you compelled to shout from the rooftops that we can be, do, and have whatever our hearts desire?
0: Because I'm rooting for every single one of you out there listening and all 7.6 billion people on the planet. Like We're all so blessed to be sharing a planet together right now at the time of this recording, 2019. And whatever you choose to go out there and create, I know that I'm going to get to experience it. I'm holding an iPhone in my hand. I have a, a laptop computer in front of me, a microphone. At some point, someone decided that the world would be even more fun. It would be even easier for us to do the things that we want to do if they created a phone for us, if they created FaceTime technology. Me and Amanda are talking in totally different parts of the country, thousands of miles away, and it's live. There's no there's no delay whatsoever. I mean, it's look at the world that we live in. So I'm rooting for every single one of you out there to use what we just talked about those unique life experiences that you have which have sparked those desires that you have today and to flow those into whatever direction you want to flow it into create what you're here to create and then all of us get to experience and enjoy it together and then that's going to spark new desires for men and that's going to spark new desires for me and we're all playing a part that's why all of us matter we're all connected and i just love that so much so if i can help people become aware of that and then and encourage them to go create what they want to create and just root for them and we all have different things that we want to do while we're here we can all really enjoy our time uh, here on this planet together so that is a uh, that's why in a nutshell
1: <laughs> Good. now I'm gonna go a little deeper if you don't mind because here's here's something and then I want to make sure I come back if I forget you'll remind me uh, to ask what it is that you want to be do have because I think that's mm-hmm. the second question but I'm more interested in this one first if you don't mind or answer in whatever order you want which is I'm a true believer that we have the message, to your point, these gifts are unique expressions that we want to bring into the world because of our life experiences and, and the, only, the things that we went through. Uh, you said that. No two people on this planet have lived the same life, which is pretty tremendous. And yet we are all the same in one, which is the lovely paradox. Now, my assumption, but I could be wrong. That's why I want you to clarify this, is something in your own life happened or occurred or you experienced something that sent you on this path to ensure that other people know that they can be do and have what they want I'll use me myself as an example quickly I the reason I wrote a book called becoming enough is because I spent a lifetime not believing I was enough and so that was what I needed to first learn and therefore go teach and I believe that's true for all of us any of us who have a message any of us who have something to teach or share with the world it was because we're either solving our own problem or we are answering our own question, or we are healing our own wound or trauma. And I think that's why every gift is so essential. And so when I read about your story of being this, like, I'm a pro baseball player, or that's where I'm seeing myself, and that's taken away from me, does that play into this idea of at some point you believed you were on the track to have B do whatever you want? something actually physically stopped you from that. So now in your mind, maybe being, I don't know, 19, 20, however old you were, um, you can't have and be and do everything you want in that moment. Can you tell me if I'm making this up or if there's somehow some connection with all this that we can delve into?
0: Well, it's interesting, because I've never thought of it that way before. But I mean, it's it's very accurate what you're saying, because that threw me when I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to be playing baseball anymore. And it wasn't one of these like pipe dreams where it's like, maybe I might make it, you know, it'd be I have a plan B, like, From the time I was two, like my dad and my uncle played professional. So by the time I was two, I was already in my mind like a little professional carrying around a bat, having my dad go take me outside to pitch to me. And, you know, so that was all the way up till through college. And I was always very advanced for my age. And so it was 23 when I realized, you know, pretty unlikely that I'm going to play professionally at this point. And so what does a 23-year-old do who literally told his college professor that just give me the classes that are considered to be the easiest? Because I'm here to play baseball and that's it. Like I don't I'm only taking classes you guys are making is what I told the college and I and I was smart enough to learn and do the things I needed to do to pass and get the grades I needed to get. But as a 23-year-old kid, I'm like, what do I do now? And I knew nothing about law of attraction, I knew nothing about energy or any of the things that I've become aware of since. And so it really was a rough time of life because I was one of those people and, you know, which was beautiful when I did learn about law of attraction and that we could, you know, be doing, have anything. Like I learned the actual, you know, why that was. Um, but for the three years before I learned that it was a rough time, but I will say leading all the way up, I've never put other human beings on a pedestal as far as they can do this, but they're just like special for some reason. Like I wasn't the kid that wanted the autograph from the pro baseball player. I wanted to learn from them. I want to ask them questions. I wanted Mm -hmm. to like study them on TV because I'm like that's going to be me one day. And so I heard, you know, a few years back, maybe 10 years ago, um, that our purpose here on this earth, there's probably something that we see that when we see it, it really, it kind of rubs us. The I mean, we're really passionate about wanting to see that changed. And for me, I've always noticed when uh, human beings put others on a pedestal, and they. Doubt themselves, and they don't think that they can go out there and live the life that they want to live. That that hurts me for them because I know it to be so. The opposite for them. I know they can be doing have anything. And you know, when I had a mentor share with me the first book that I had read, really by choice in my life. <laughs> the teacher wasn't telling me that to, to read, which was uh, The Science of Getting Rich, which is when I was 26 years old, it was written in 1919. Um, and thank goodness that it was such a thin little book, and I could finish it. And, you know, it took it still took me like two days to read it, and it's probably like 40 pages. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that really completely shifted my life back to, I think, how I always thought when I was younger that I could accomplish. And then it was just about where do I want to flow my energy? Where do I want to put my attention? And life is always going to be an evolving process of, you know, highs and lows, ups and downs, you know, things that are discouraging that then, you know, spark new desires. And, you know, so that I'm no exception there, you know, anybody listening. Um, but I'm just so thankful that I learned the, the science behind it, the, the, the law of attraction part of it behind it to where I can actually say, okay, even if you know I was telling myself something these last three years like I don't know how I'm going to have the success that I wanted or any of these things now I see that I can and this is like hardcore proof and you mentioned dr. Joe I, that's why I love dr. Joe so much because he attaches the science part that now they can measure all of our energy all of our frequencies can be measured and it can actually show us in that moment you know what vibration that we're, we're on and then we can start paying attention to what we're attracting in our lives I mean we're We've gone really, really far uh, as far as science, connecting the science to the law of attraction and all these things. So, uh, yeah. but I never thought of it that way. I, I love that you said that because this is very true uh, mm-hmm. what you pointed out.
1: Well, and then before I get to that follow up question that I wanted to ask, uh, I want to point out, which I think is so awesome. And you even said it when you were talking about this book that you read that was, you know, you were 26 years old and you're reading about this science of getting rich. And it's like all of a sudden you were reminded of what your three or two or three year old already knew because when you were picking up that bat two years old here's to me this is how it works and and to me you are only now remembering what you knew back then because back then what you knew was you didn't believe anything else other than when i grow up i'm going to be a pro baseball player that's my reality that's my belief that's where i'm flowing my energy that because again as joe says we are confined in our lives only by the limits of our own beliefs And when you were two, you didn't have a belief that you couldn't be a pro baseball player. So you never, that was never even a part of your, your reality. So of course you were on track to be a baseball player. And of course you were going to go pro. That's like the duh moment, right? That we all have. What I find beautiful about your story and tragic, but that's the whole point, right? We are all on this beautifully tragic story of, and of, course you couldn't have that then because then you wouldn't have learned what you're learning now which is oh right for a moment you forgot for three years after that you spent time going what am I gonna do with my life what could I possibly have be or do which is hilarious because of course you had already figured that out 20 20 some years earlier right that but sure. you were so young you couldn't intellectualize it so now you're at an age where you could intellectualize it you could actually think about it and you're like wait a second well now what do I do and now you're getting to relearn you're getting to getting to remember the truth of it because you've already you had already lived it for so much of your life which I think is so powerful so to me this is why this is your message is because it's it's it literally part of who you are and yet you had to return to that and that's why you have this I think what I've heard called compassionate anger for others who who are out there saying oh I could never because you spent so much of your life knowing deeply what you were capable of and now you're getting to remember that and that's what I want to know now is what is that that you're remembering what are you now feeling called to be do and have now that baseball's off the table?
0: So, for me, I've, I've pinpointed my favorite part of life, and it's really the, the synchronicities, the parts that I could never predict, the adventures. And I, again, I love sharing this planet with all 7.6 billion of you out there. And so, um, I would say I don't really ever feel like I meet a stranger. It's kind of like I attract someone into my life. You know, it could be anywhere, it could be anytime. And, you know, I know that there will be a, a match to the energy that I'm presenting to the world in those moments. So if I'm feeling joyful, if I'm feeling loving, if I'm feeling happy and I'm just enjoying life wherever I am in the world, then there's going to be a great chance that a lot of the people that are around me or all the people that are around me are going to be enjoying life in a very similar way. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm just catching up with an old friend. You know, it's it's like, they're catching me up on their 20 or 30 or 40 or however many years of life that they've lived and I'm doing the same. And it's it's so much fun for me. So, you know, my favorite parts of life are that I love, you know, I've traveled many places around the world by myself, and but I never feel alone. I'm always connected with, you know, I really feel that connection. And so for me, my life is very simple. Now it's two things, fun and fulfillment. There's really nothing else. <laughs> and they're both like, they, they all crisscross because when I'm having fun, it's fulfilling when I'm, when I'm doing things that are fulfilling, they're really fun. Um, And so, you know, it's really just I'm always asking, you know, God, the universe, you know, anything that you want to call that power. I'm always asking for questions as far as like the question that I ask coming into the year is how can I allow even more abundance to flow into my life so that I can continue to share the things that I want to share with humanity to uplift humanity while I'm here and do it in a way to where even if I don't want to charge for it, I don't have to. Like I can fund a big event and just invite the first thousand people that want to come and they can just attend. Like, these are things that I want to do, not because I want to turn it into, you know, some, I I just, I just want to do it just because it feels fun to see other people remembering, like you said, who and what they truly are, and then going out there to create. I just, if my wish for anybody listening is that you create everything, you just pour out everything that you can while you're here, and you just, you just create everything that you want to create in this world while you're here, and then, you know, those of us that are still around or the next generation, the next generation after that can enjoy those things. And then we'll leave the breadcrumbs behind like were left for me with the book that was written in 1919. And, you know, someone else can, can be attracted to that down the road and then they can continue the process on and continue to create. And that's, that's really my vision for all of it. So pretty simple. I feel like I'm a pretty, uh, simple human being. I just like to enjoy myself. I know the specific things that I like to do that are most fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I really highly encourage anybody listening to make sure that you're very aware of what those are and spend as much time as you can doing those things. I mean, it's, right now, this moment is the only one truly promised to any of us. So the more time that you can spend doing the things that you love, spending time with people that you love, thinking about things that you love, whatever it might be. I mean, it's just a really great energetic space to be in, and then you can go flow that energy towards anything that you want to be, do, or have. So, mm-hmm.
1: well, it is absolutely no. I mean, uh, hearing you again, I get to see you as well. But for anyone listening, you're you are motivational. You are inspirational. You have this. Um, I, I mean, I don't talk to a. I don't talk to a lot of people because I certainly don't put myself in this category. Though I've had a conversation with people about what does it mean to be motivational. Uh, and perhaps I do fall into that, but in my own way, and about what I hear and sense from you is this like you are that is your your purpose is to ensure other people are reaching theirs, which I think is awesome. There's something incredibly um, i mean I, inspiring, I guess, and motivating is the word for it and and we are blessed to have someone like you and people like you who are doing that, who who are standing up and saying, Come be a part of my event. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing great stuff. I'm attracting abundance. I'm having what I want so that you also can do that. And I think it's so amazing. And it's so cool because you talk a lot about flowing your energy. And there is another quote from um, Dr. Joe's book that he goes, The only way we can change our lives is to change our energy, to change the electromagnetic field we are constantly broadcasting. So, in other words, to change our state of being, we have to change how we think and how we feel. And so, as you talk a lot about energy and where you flow it, um, what's that looked like for you? You know, like what's your practice about changing your energy? Or, um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So, those of us listening are like, okay, I want to flow my energy to all these things, but like, where do I start? What do I do?
0: Absolutely. And it's, it's perfect that you chose, it's definitely synchronistic that you chose Dr. Joe as the beginning quote and that you just brought him up now before the asking this question because. He really helped me just drive this into where it could become on purpose, um, along with some other spiritual teachers that, you know, I've studied and got a chance to spend a little bit of time with, whether it be at events over the years. Um, But when it comes to energy, the first thing that I always want to make sure that we're all aware of is that it's only in the moment. And so you could consider yourself to be a loving person. You know, maybe you were loving yesterday. Maybe you'll be loving tomorrow. But what's your state of being right now? And not to to, to judge or be critical of ourselves or beat ourselves up, if it's anything other than love, which is just a word, it's really, it's a frequency, it's an energy that can be measured. And so, you know, but we all can really understand and know when we're in the state of being of love. Like, am I feeling, am I feeling loving right now? And if so, amazing, because then what happens is, and I'm going to answer your question too, uh, but then what happens when you're in the state of being of, whatever you're in the state of being of, But we'll use love as an example, then your thoughts, everything that pops into your mind is an exact match to that frequency. So your thoughts are going to be loving. So if you choose to speak, if there's anybody around, or if you're speaking to yourself, those words are gonna be loving. So if you're telling yourself things and you're in a loving state of being, then you're gonna be telling yourself loving things or telling others loving things. And then if you go decide to take action, then your actions are gonna be infused with this love. And so the results that you see in your life are gonna be amazing results because you're infusing the best version of you who you really are you're infusing into that action and the results that you see the people that you see attracted to you to work on the projects with you or in, to come into relationships with you or whatever it is to give you little bits of insight that you might need to take you into the next place on your journey these will all be attracted to you in that frequency and of course if you know the other state of beings that we can be in because we could be anywhere we're human and we've all spent time there if you're frustrated you're gonna have frustrated thoughts speak frustrated words take frustrated actions the results are going to be frustrating and you know, I just like to help people become aware of that. That's that's my number one thing that I love to help people with is just to become aware. And Dr. Joe mentions, you know, can you become aware a lot? Because here's the thing, when it comes to our thoughts, not over 90% of them by the time I learned this from Dr. Joe, over 90% of them by the time we turn 30 years old have become habits. So you're thinking if you're over 30 listening to this right now, 90% of the thoughts that you thought today are very similar to the thoughts that you thought yesterday and the day before. And so if you're you find yourself being frustrated a lot or worrying a lot or being critical or judgmental a lot, it's not to beat yourself up, but if you can bring that unconscious thought, because if you're not aware of it, then it's unconscious, but it's still really affecting your energy as far as how you're presenting yourself to the world because it's become a habit. So if you've been anxious or worried and you know that's become a habit for you, then it's very predictable what your life is gonna look like. There's gonna be a lot of days where it's just really frustrating, worrisome days. It's gonna feel you're gonna feel that in your physical body. And so what I learned from Dr. Joe and, you know, I've learned from other spiritual teachers is I like to set the tone of my day on purpose. As soon as I wake up, for all of us when we're sleeping, we have no momentum building, you know, while we're sleeping. We get to finally go back to to neutral, so to speak, so that when we wake up, it's really going to be those first few thoughts that we think are going to determine where our energy starts on that day. So what I choose is to find anything to appreciate. I'm appreciative that I woke up. I'm appreciative that I have a warm bed to sleep in, that I have food to eat, that I'm here, that I'm alive, you know, anything. And if you start putting your energy at the level of appreciation at the very beginning, your first thoughts you think, it's a it's a practice, you know, it becomes a habit for you. But now you have a better chance of now receiving additional thoughts to be appreciative for. And then you can kind of carry that momentum. And I take that a step further. And Dr. Joe really helped me with this. I do a 10 to 15 minute minimum meditation every morning which now takes my energy to a whole another place and personally i don't get up from meditation until i'm one feeling amazing like the energy that i feel like when i decide to get up because that's when my meditation stops is when i feel this energy and when i feel this way and i get up i mean you could describe that however you want to describe it but that would just be words because that frequency just feels you know awesome to me and then i'm you know living my day from there and really my intention to take that a step further is to Get up from that meditation feeling like all of the things that I want to be, do, and have, you know, in this world, have already manifested, and they're already I'm already experiencing them right now. So imagine if everything that you had listening to this, everything that you wanted to be, do, and have in whatever area of life, imagine if you opened your eyes and you had it all in your hand right now, like you, you truly were embodying everything that you wanted to be, do, and have. How would that feel? That, that's a frequency. That's an energy that can be measured. I I'll answer for you. It feels absolutely awesome (laughs) it was amazing you know words that are indescribable you know and so if you can connect with that energy and just do your best to live as much of your life from that place you know being that embodying that right now watch the synchronicities that start showing up in your life the people places circumstances the ideas that you have are going to be a match to those energies and you're going to be able to create whatever it is that you want so Hope I answered your question somewhere in there, Amanda, because I feel like I answered a lot of questions just now. Uh,
1: Whatever you answered was perfect because I was just right there with you. I was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I love it. Hmm. There's a couple different things that are coming up for me, and um, so a, I just I love the reminder that so many of our thoughts are, especially after 30. But I mean, our our habits and i think that's 100 percent true and i notice i'm i've become more aware of those right what are those habits like oh that is totally a habitual thought because i think sometimes those of us on especially those of us on this self-developmental or self-realization path can get hung up a bit on um thinking that there's still more work to be done now i think there's always you know, more expanding and more um, exploring and, and more growth to be done. However, at a time, I think there, there we do reach a point where it's like, you don't need to like look at that thought anymore because it's simply a habit at this point. You've you've already done the digging, you've already done the revealing. And this this is definitely speaking to those who are like me, where I could probably, you know, analyze endlessly everything that comes up. And so at some point I have found it very, beneficial on my path and why i think things like um these concepts or dr joe's books or even again your message are so important to me even though i may go a little bit because they feel a little outside of my comfort zone or they feel a little outside of what i'm familiar with because i'm it it asks me to stop analyzing and it it asks me to say look that thought you're having right now you don't actually even need to wonder where it's coming from you simply need to acknowledge that it's a habit that it's a broken record that is a neural pathway that has been so deeply ingrained that of course that's the thought i'm having of course i'm waking up again going oh because that's just how i wake up like that's my habit it's not because there's some childhood wound that i need to still heal right i think there is a point that we can get to and say okay what if i try something else so i really love your invitation to try something different perhaps, especially those listening who haven't done this work before where it really is tapping into the feeling. And I'll be honest, I do meditation every day and I don't ensure my energy or my frequency is at a certain point before I get up from it, right? So I'm doing my own version and that's inspiring to me to say, can I can I practice that? Because here's the other thing I wanna ask. I think there's a question in this, but what came up as you were talking about feeling, imagine that we have everything that we desire in our lives. It's manifest in this moment. We have it, we're experiencing it. What does that feel like? My question there is, because there's, for me, there's always this very fine line between wanting certain things externally to feel a certain way internally, which in a sense, we're tricking our, we're, we're, we're playing with our mind to say, it. we're like, okay, imagine you have all these things, whatever that is, uh, certain amount of money, a certain type of house, a certain type of relationship, a certain type of body, whatever it is. And it is it, so borderline to if I had these things, then I would feel happy, joyful, invigorated, fill in the blank. And yet I don't believe that's what you're saying. So no.
0: okay,
1: yeah, you <laughs> tell me, you tell me, jump in. Cause I want to know what, how those two things play together in your mind.
0: Okay, and then remind me, I'm going to answer this question, and then remind me, uh, there's one more thing I want to say regarding the bringing unconscious habits and thoughts to, to the light and so that you can actually change them because that's a, such an important part for any of us to be able to, to really, you know, not allow those things that have become habits to control our mood, our energy, which ultimately is going to control our life and what we see and what we manifest. That's such an important part of it. Matter of fact, can, do you remember the question that you just asked me? Can I share what I want to share yeah, on that? You, really share, quick?
1: you share about the unconscious okay. first. Then we'll come okay. back.
0: So super important for me. I found that, you know, how I grew up, especially being, you know, always in team sports and, you know, guys, especially lots of alpha males. Like we're, we're going back and forth, you know, we're, we're talking crap to each other. Like it's just you know it's not ever in a mean way, but it's like borderline. <laughs> it's like things that you wouldn't want recorded in the day of social media. You'd be like if that was out there, you be like that just sounds terrible. You know things that you just I mean, and that's that was the habit that I created. You know, growing up, so I never considered myself like a mean person ever. It was always you know playful, spirited. However, the criticism and the judgment and the kind of my my mind being quick to to have something critical to say, even if I didn't say it. Because I've always been able to control, you know, the things I say. But even if you're thinking it, it's still affecting your energy. And so it wasn't it wasn't producing a good energy for me in my in my day. And so that was one of the things that I became aware of doing a few of actually Dr. Joe's meditations, to where it asked me to really ask myself, what are some of the unconscious things, you know, that have become habits to you that are presenting themselves you know, on, an, on a regular basis. And I just started looking for those things. And once I pinpointed that, just my ability to quickly become critical or judgmental, which never feels good. It never, it's never going to feel good to anyone listening. If you criticize yourself or another human being, that energy is not going to feel good. It just won't. And so, you know, when I became aware of, of that, I'll, these days, if I even have one thought of a critical nature, I'll tell myself, even out loud, not like yell it out loud, unless they stop it. Like, I just will. Like, I'm not willing to have a second or a third or a fourth critical or judgmental thought, because the longer that I'm focusing on whatever that subject is and being critical about it, whether it be the news or whether it be whatever it is, the longer that I'm focusing on that subject, if I can't find something about that specific subject, this is so important. I have two choices if I want to feel good, focusing on anything in this world. And there's you know billions and trillions of different subjects that we can choose to focus on. But if I'm focusing on anything and I can't find at least something about it to appreciate, I can't find anything to appreciate. I'd be best served to find anything else to focus on on this planet because the longer I focus on that thing that I can't find anything to appreciate, I'm gonna feel worse and worse and worse and worse. And wouldn't it be silly to ruin a whole day here on this earth in the only moments that are promised, focusing on something that really has nothing to do with right now in this moment of life, but I'm choosing to give my total attention to it and it's throwing my energy off for the whole day to where. I'm not fun to be around. I don't feel like going and doing anything. I don't feel like creating anything. And we do that to ourselves as human beings. We're the only creature on this planet that can literally affect our entire right now energy, thinking about something that happened in the past or something that might happen in the future. Animals aren't out there in the wild thinking about anything. They're so present in the moment, thinking about food. Oh no, predator, gotta go. You know, it's not about anything other than that being present in their, their right now energy. And that is something that as little babies, that's very that's how we are, you know, as little kids, when I was that two-year-old carrying around the bat, you know, I just wanted somebody to pitch the ball to me, you know, I'm hungry, you know, take me outside, come play with me. Like it's just, but I can entertain myself with a rock or a stick or a leaf, you know, I didn't need all these things. I didn't have all these beliefs about, you know, the world or criticisms or any of this stuff. So uh, that is so important. If you can really be honest with yourself out there listening and just determine what are some of those things that are affecting your energy on a daily basis, because you'll, you'll be up, once you ask yourself that question, They'll present themselves to you. It won't be very long before you're like, I do that, I do that, I do that. And don't beat yourself up for it. But now you're aware of it. So now you have a choice because awareness gives us all the power to choose. And now you get to choose. So I want to con- continue doing these things that are causing my energy to drop. Or do I want to do something different? And now once you choose to do something different, that's when you start to change and create those new neural pathways. And you can actually start to see the results that you want in your life and be much happier while doing it. Mm -hmm. yes I
1: have to so and we'll come back to this other question we'll see if it's still relevant to be fair because it may not be um but I love that you first of all I actually spoke with a a psychic medium a couple months ago a few months ago and she said she tuned in she goes you're really critical of yourself aren't you I was like yeah yeah I am and she goes okay well your guides are telling me and I she goes I just need to tell you that this is what they are telling me when you're doing that to say stop it and they literally use those words and so when you said that I was like Oh, I've, had, I've heard that before. Okay. And yeah, it was so funny because I thought, oh, that's a little mean. I mean, maybe I should, I ought to hear that voice out. <laughs> and I heard you say that and I'm like, nope, I just need to say stop it because it. that's it. That's all we need to do at at a certain point. That's all we need to do once we are aware. And to your point, there's a beautiful uh, quote by Frank uh, Victor Frankel that says something along the lines of that, that between stimulus and response is uh there's a space and in that space there is a choice and in that choice there is freedom because we get to choose are we going to have the stimulus may be a thought or it may be you know guy cutting us off on the road whatever it is but that gives us an opportunity to choose how we respond and i love that that's where where we find our freedom and where we find our power I'll be honest, I'm not feeling like going back to the other question that I asked. So I, but
0: I, 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 have an, I have an answer for it though. that just popped in. Okay, my mind. perfect.
1: Well, then do it because I was going to yeah. say, I think we can totally yeah. go on.
0: But I have, I, have, I have something important that I'll share with everybody. Clean. And so, you know, the reason why, because if I'm looking for reasons today externally for me to feel good, that is just a roller coaster ride waiting to happen. If I need the external to feel the frequency that I want to live my life in because of things that are happening externally right now then that's a really tough because, you know, asking yourself the question, listening to this, do you have all the money in your bank account right now, this second that you would love to have there? Like you, you don't want another dollar to flow in the rest of your life. Like it's good. There's probably very few people that are answering that. Well, yeah. So if you're looking at the external, which could be today's bank account to, in order to help you feel good, that might be a roller coaster ride. You know, you had a good week at work or a good month at work. Great. You're feeling great. At a bad month, they work, you feel terrible. I mean, it's just going to be that roller coaster ride. So it's very difficult to have any type of creation power if you're living by the external. Now, when I'm meditating, though, and I'm really asking myself, you know, what are the things that I want to be doing, have, and really envisioning that, getting to the point where you can almost give yourself goosebumps to where you don't even know if you're experiencing that now or if you're still in meditation. Like, and that doesn't happen every time, Amanda. So I don't want, because when you said that, it was like there's times where I, I don't get to that point either. I would like to, but. It could be, you know, if I make the mistake of sometimes starting to, to think about things before I get to my meditation, maybe I make the mistake of grabbing my phone, which out there, be careful if you want to, uh, to set your energy in a really good spot, careful what you look at on Facebook or Instagram or emails or whatever to start your day, because now your brain gets really busy. So, you know, for me, sometimes I notice it gets a little bit more challenging when my brain's too busy to get back to that point. But the point is, when I really can feel that, and I feel that energy. And I don't even know if that's happening now or not. And I choose to live my energy in that, you know, to live my day. Now, the, the universe, the things that I'm attracting are being attracted to that energy. So it doesn't matter anymore if the bank account is showing that right now, if I already feel like it is, because now I'm a magnet to the ideas, the people, places, circumstances that are going to turn that bank account into that. And so it's just living in the right now energy of that. So it's great to visualize and feel those things, but yeah, if you need the things first before you can feel that way, it's going to be a very challenging way to to create for sure.
1: Beautiful answer, and I'm so glad that you had that and I and that you you jumped in and shared it because that's exactly what I was uh, intuiting and and sensing that yeah there is a difference between needing the thing in the real world external in order to feel it and instead setting our mind to it using this beautiful tool that we have to imagine and envision and create the idea because I believe someone said that the unconscious mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what we think and so you are right it's 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 not that then we are putting our feelings and how we are experiencing this present moment in the external world or on our external things but we are using that as a motivation as an inspiration for us so that we can at that point it doesn't matter what our external world looks like because we're already living the way we want to feel and that to me is the 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 nugget of gold in all of what this is about because yes we all want to go be do have whatever we want and then we get to walk this beautiful tightrope or dance this dance of and it's not about having or doing or being any of those things actually because we are living it we're we're experiencing it and then that's the paradox because once we finally let go of needing those things then we can start to actually experience them live into them be do and have them right so there's that like whole conundrum that ram das talks a lot about in
0: his books so profound i love everything you just said Mm -hmm. living out living how we want to feel and then it's just about enjoying the journey from there. That's, yeah. that's the simplicity of life to me, is if, if I can live how I want to feel and just, just embody that, that's my right now state of being, then it's just about how much fun can I have in this moment, in yeah. this moment, in this moment, in this moment. And then I look up and like, oh, that thing that I was visualizing about you know a year ago, I have that now. And you're already on to the next thing you know, that you want to create. And it's cool. like You're enjoying that too, but you're just enjoying all the moments of life. And it's not about I'll be happy when, because I was a really strong culprit of that, especially in my early twenties and my mid twenties before. And even after I first found out about law of attraction, I mean, it's just taken time and years to become more aware and to evolve. But I was really, especially when I knew I wasn't going to play sports, I'll be happy when I'm successful, careful of the, of the wind syndrome, mm-hmm. where it's like, you'll be something when something else happens. Mm-hmm. could be a long time coming.
1: And I brilliantly said, because I loved your point of the point about the roller coaster and also hearing you say, I mean, most of us here want to feel happy. I mean, most humans are are living a life because I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. I want to feel whatever. And that's again, a whole nother topic for another day. And yet what you, I mean, what we're talking about right here right now is if we are living the feeling that we desire and what more can we ask for? I mean, that's what, That's what is so silly to me. Times on this journey is that people who want to feel happy and joyful and and all these things are their own worst enemy when it comes to waiting for when it happens. So, anyway, beautiful. Anything else, Noel? You want to say about this before we pivot and I ask you a few uh, questions of inspiration?
0: Just that I'm rooting for all of you guys out there, and I'm excited that um, we're probably meeting virtually right now for the first time. A lot of you and. I just, I'm rooting for you. I want to be connected on your journey. Connect with me and anything I can ever do to, to help or give some inspiration, uh, I'm always happy to.
1: Yeah, and this guy's no joke. I mean, from the second I like reached out, we've, he's been that and is doing that. And here we are co-creating. Um, again together. So yeah, please find him. I'll make sure you know how to do that in the show notes and we'll make sure he, um, tell you how tell him right now, just so we can say, where can they find you easily on the internets on the line?
0: Yeah. If you just go to, I'll spell it out. N O E L Noelle strain, dot com. has my follow me on Instagram, connect to my YouTube channel. I have a, a law of attraction course on there that I put on there for free. On purpose because I was selling it last year, and this year I decided I wanted to be free to impact more people, and so it's there. I've transferred it all over on YouTube. If you're inspired to watch that, share it, you know, and connect with me on those two things and uh, anywhere else that you want to connect with me. It's all on noelstring.com. Awesome.
1: I probably should have had you say your name at the very beginning because you say it differently than I say it.
0: I heard you. It's okay. I, I'm used yeah. to it. It's it, Noel and Noel, they said it both ways at graduation. Literally, the person reading it said it twice they said it differently one sentence and then differently than the next i don't yes. even hear that's both. so well
1: and it's so funny because every time i say your name i'm like I, I, there's something that trips me up it's probably because i am somewhere energetically i knew it's like it's noel which to me is the song noel and oh, yet yeah. noel i don't know where that's coming from except that's just uh anyhow
0: spelled the same as joel and a lot of times people see that you're anymore. right
1: that's probably where it yeah. came from is yeah. Joel Noel? noel <laughs> okay, well, we'll at least end saying it properly. Um, all right, so my, I have three questions that I like to ask each of my guests uh, about what inspires you. Um, although it's interesting, after me on your show, I thought maybe I need only one question. But you know what? I have three, and that's, that's how I do it. So here we go. Perfect. The first question I ask is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why?
0: What just popped into my mind is um, Abraham Hicks has been a big spiritual help for me over the years and it's so interesting this will be a quick story but I had the book asking and it's given for years and it wasn't the right time for me to read it or open it up and then all of a sudden I had just an acquaintance that had gotten cancer and I knew with every core of my being that her natural state all of our natural state is health and I wanted to share that but I didn't want it to come directly out of my mouth I wanted to come from something more powerful so I just googled it our natural state is health and up comes an excerpt from asking it is as given. And it just blew my mind. I immediately sent that to her read it cover to cover and just had a really cool adventure of just learning from, you know, from, from that spiritual teacher and went on a cruise in Fiji, you know, which was awesome, you know, when it kept surrounding that event. And, uh, So, yeah, that just, that was the first thing that popped up and all these three questions I'll say whatever pops in my mind first.
1: Which is exactly (laughs) what I want you to do, of course. And yeah, I want to, I'm going to push you a little bit further on the Abraham Hicks because sometimes um, I don't hear it clearly. And why is she a source of inspiration for you?
0: What that really reminded me of, what she reminded me of is that all of us have this power when we're tapped into God, source, you know, love, when we're really, we know we're in that energy. It's not about thinking about what's the best thing to say, because whatever you say is going to be from a place of love. You know, if my intention is to empower another human being, and that's the energy that I'm in, who cares what I say? It's going to be empowering. So so don't second guess yourself, because second guessing is a different energy than being empowering or being loving. So just be aware of that. But if you know that you're an amazing energy, and you have like an important business call to make, make that call when you're in that great energy, and just let whatever comes out of your mouth come out. You're going to sound like you're loving. You're going to sound like you're passionate. And that is probably the thing that I became most aware of because some will call it channeling. We all have the ability to channel. It's just a matter of we're channeling every time we're speaking. It's just what energy are we channeling from? For worry, we're channeling from a worried energy. And those are the only thoughts. You can't be worried and have a loving thought coming into your mind at the same moment. Same way you can't be loving in and be your state of being right now and have an angry thought come into your mind in that moment. You just can't. It can't happen. And your energy can drop, and then you can become angry, and then you have angry thoughts, but that's, you know, once I became aware of that, it's just, life became so much fun, because then I could just check my energy first, and then just let myself go from there.
1: Ah, oh, amen, yeah. amazing, I'm glad I asked that follow-up, good, good, <laughs> good stuff. All right, second question, what place or activity is most inspiring to you right now?
0: Um, Miami Beach, and uh, being out on the beach, um, I love yeah, check the warm weather you'll see a lot of it. Yeah. I purposely positioned myself in the part of the planet that I could see myself spending the most months of a 12 month year in like, it's totally on purpose. Like I moved literally from Los Angeles to Miami clear across the country. Um, on a few weeks notice, which I know people that have family and kids that might not be possible. I'm not saying like go impulsively move, but it was just timing worked out. There's some synchronicities that flowed and it was just a really good time. And I've been here every be five years in December. I love being warm. I love being out on the beach. I love to have my feet in the water and the ocean. And I meet so many cool people just being out there. Everybody's happy here. Well, not everybody, but people are tend to be in a happy mood because they're on vacation, most of them. You know, so I just, I really love the energy of here or any beach around the world, so. Mm. Um, connect with me on uh, Instagram and tell me your favorite uh, beaches around the world. I would love to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Share, swap some beach ocean pics, please. Okay. Now, you've already mentioned a few books. Um, but my third question always resol- revolves around a favorite book that has inspired you. So Fun. what is it in this
0: moment? A Happy Pocket Full of Money, Dr. David Gikhandi. Um, I read this book, no exaggeration. I had just been to an event and the woman on stage... Um, well, I wish I could remember her name right now, but it may pop up. That doesn't matter. She said that if you, re- if you watch, read, or listen to anything seven times, it becomes a part of you. And so literally the next day, I was at a mastermind, this powerful group of people. And we were going around the room just sharing what it is that we wanted to create or impact that we want to have on the world. Like it was a really powerful question like that. And so I shared what I, what I shared and what I was inspired to share at the time. And then I had a woman come up to me that I had never met before say, I really was inspired by what you shared. I think this book would help you on your journey, which I've been way before that. I was in the habit of if somebody says that to me. I'm getting the book on Kindle immediately. No coincidence. I may not start reading it that moment, but it's going to be read in the perfect timing. And so this book I did start reading and I read it six consecutive times. Um, so powerful. The first chapter is on quantum physics. The second chapter is on time is just an illusion, and then it just builds from there. He says, "Don't try to figure out all the chapters here in chapter one and chapter two. But by the time you get to the end and you're ready to read it the second time, it will all click in and make sense." It's very, that very feels. powerful. Yeah.
1: Now I gotta ask, did you read it a seventh, or are we, are we still holding? I've down? read
0: it a seventh <laughs> since then, but I, there was okay. some time that passed because actually okay. that's when um that's when Abraham Hicks came into my experience after reading it the sixth time. I just and then I was on that kick and then yeah so I love
1: it I just wanted to ask in case you know I wanted to know if it had become a part of you yet or if we were still waiting
0: i have shared that book with so <laughs> many humans on this planet it's, I'd share that book a lot
1: <laughs> well it, it, it's adding it's going into my list a few of the ones when I ask this question when I feel that resonance when I feel those chills it, it makes a list so excellent thank you all right um, Noel. this has been phenomenal as we started off saying it would of course it is it has been because that's where we started our energy with that's the frequency we set uh, our intention for it to be and it did not fail to to hit that mark at all you have been a wonderful guest I love your energy I love being a part of your energy I love feeling your energy uh, I feel grateful that I get to share it with you, and it also for me is a reminder that that means I'm I'm vibing at your frequency right now, which feels amazing, and that is true for everyone listening. Like if you're getting chills, and if you're getting what we're saying, and if you're saying, yeah, me too. I mean, you're you're at that frequency. This isn't some special. Again, there's no pedestal. There's no something other people can do and you can't like we're all capable we all have this ability it is a physical energy uh, that you can sense that you can measure as noel was talking about earlier And, um, and so we're, we're vibing at that right now. And I trust that this show is actually going out and potentially raising the frequency of those around you who are listening, maybe people in your own life. So that's why I do this show. That's why I have guests like Noel join me. So thank you so much for being here today, Noel.
0: And I just have to affirm you right back, Amanda, because you are awesome. And what Amanda just described, the energy that she brought to this conversation, and then I brought my energy, and together we were able to go somewhere together that we wouldn't have gone by ourselves because, again, she brought all of her unique desires and life experiences and I brought mine and we together were able to go somewhere and create this beautiful conversation that now all of you guys out there are listening to and you out there do the same thing anytime that you interact with another human being so control the only thing that you have control over which is your energy your frequency that you're on in the moment not where you were on yesterday not where you're going to be on tomorrow but how good can you feel right now don't beat yourself up if you're not as blissful as you've ever been right now in this moment it's okay But just be aware of it and have your intention to be what it is and then you bring that to your interactions with all the human beings that you're interacting with and they bring their energy and together you guys go somewhere and that is just the most amazing feeling of being human for me on this earth is connecting with other cool amazing humans like you amanda and i really appreciate you for uh, having me on and sharing me with your audience you guys are you guys are all awesome
1: Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for listening. Please check out the show notes. You make sure you can get in touch with Noel, find him online. It's his name, which is all over this podcast, so you can look him up that way as well. And uh, if you liked this episode, if it brought you some inspiration, if it uh, it brought you chills or whatever, if you know somebody who needs to hear it, please share it with them, tag them, um, leave a review, rate the show. I, I know that I don't ask that often and I'm, I'm, I'm over that. I'm gonna ask it every time as boldly as I can because that is how these messages create a larger ripple effect and it is not about me and it's not about my stuff it is about us and collaboratively uh, making a positive impact in the world and you listening are a part of that and so i ask that you can do your part by um, helping us reach even more people and i trust It is reaching every single person it is intended to reach and have an impact on. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and many blessings.